This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guests are something very different than we've done before, and I'm excited to talk about it because it's an aspect of the world of packaging that is incredibly important. I'd like to introduce Mr. Bruce Wilder who's the regional sales manager for Precision Air Convey, and Mr. Tom Embley, who's the president and CEO. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Good. Thank you. Thank you very well. We really appreciate you guys coming on the show. It's, a, it's an aspect of packaging and, and manufacturing, really, that a lot of people don't think about. And I, I'd like to, to start by just a quick couple minute, you know, Bruce, I know a little bit about your background, but I'd like you to just tell us where you, you know, how you got into packaging, a little bit about your journey, and then we'll go to you, Tom. Perfect. Thanks for asking, Corey. Yeah. I got into packaging as the paper industry was somewhat declining in 2006, hired by 3M to be in the packaging specialist and, you know, sealing boxes and automation of facilities and it's been a fun it was a lot of fun got to see a lot of crazy things go into boxes from airplane parts to sheep's blood ammunition wow <laughs> i saw it all and then left 3m and have to be picked up and hired by precision air convey and what really fascinated me was the back end and the process and manufacturing and what happens in the whole gamut and going back to my old days of packaging the back end can never be the slowest part of the plant and right. so it's, it was fascinating and having background labels and paper and it was just like okay this could be really cool because <laughs> there's some neat aspects and one thing's led to another that you know the, the sustainability piece has become a very big part of it yeah, and that was really fun getting to know you those years when you worked at 3M. You were you were our rep, and uh, you took good care of us. We always appreciated your wisdom. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And Tom, tell us about your story, sir. Well, Corey, my story is not nearly as exciting as Bruce's. Mine's, <laughs> mine's pretty monotone. I, I actually got into this 35 years ago as a senior uh, mechanical engineer graduating from University of Delaware, my senior design professor happen to own a, a portion of the the original business that this business was founded on. And when I graduated from college, they offered me a job as the first full-time employee in the business. And, you know, I've been, I've been riding that horse ever since. So that's excellent. Uh, been, a, been a long journey. Yeah. I love to hear those stories when, when people can find a career that they just love and stick with it and well done. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about Precision Air Convey. What you guys do is really unique, and, and I think it's important. I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of our listeners' companies will, will want to reach out to you after this show because you guys can add a lot of value. Can you tell us about you know what it is that your focus is? 
Sure. You know, we, we've always been in waste management. We've always been in handling, handling the waste and, and, you know, probably 20 some years ago, 25, 30 years ago, we realized that we could actually get more into the recycling side of the business and produce more sustainable solutions. So really what our niche is, uh, is we're, we're more custom engineered than, than what you typically see in, in our industry. And, and we find ways to get a better return for our customers, right? Whether it's less uh, horsepower or, or smaller footprints or faster speeds, but we try to get an edge by just producing something that has a little more ROI for, for the end user. Excellent. And Bruce, any other comments on that or? Well, I think Tom makes a great point. We're trying to help people use less energy, use less raw materials. And as I tell people, nobody likes to take out the trash every day. I had to do it last <laughs> night. Yeah. But it's, you know, we can help them in their efficiencies. And there's a lot of little things that add up. And it's a lot of fun when it meets or exceeds somebody's expectations. Yeah, you've told me some stories, Bruce, that blew me away. And I was so excited to have you guys on this show. Not only you guys are being very modest, by the way, what you do is incredibly important to the industry. And I think with the onset of extended producer responsibility is going to be an incredible to the sustainability of a company and get them to that next level on the chart to to satisfy their promises and and their goals in the world of sustainability. So any idea on how many tons of materials that you guys have pulled out of the landfill or diverted from the landfill, even just maybe one example? You know, that's an interesting question. I actually did some noodling on the on the back of a of a napkin. And you know, in a in a in a in an extrusion process, it's it's not unusual. And this is one of our unique advantages. It's not unusual for our customers to be recycling up to 35% on a production line, right? And and a wow. production line is producing a couple thousand pounds an hour of material. So so you know, make it make it round numbers, say 30%, that's 600 pounds an hour. And that's one customer that, right. that takes that waste and, and, and full circle puts it right back into, into the, into the packaging, into the sheet product. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of, of pounds a year. I mean, I looked at it more like, and just looking at our customers that are keeping it out of landfill. So either converting it to a fuel pellet or, or reprocessing it, you know, it's it's somewhere above 250 million pounds a year. We're a little tiny company, right? <laughs> I had never done that calculation before, but we have 250 million pounds a year of of raw materials that that are somehow being recycled, either thermally or directly back into packaging. It's you know, it made me smile. It made yeah. me smile. Yeah. It's it's so important that we we look at those big picture numbers. And, you know, that's a number you could put on your website and advertise, yeah. be, become a part of the revolution, <laughs> right? It's, it's true. Yeah. 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 I, I just had Trex on the podcast and they have recycled 1 billion, with a B, pounds of plastic. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What, what companies like you and them and all of these different companies are doing very quietly over here on the side, but it's so critical 
that we we continue this this process. Well, that what's cool about that is they're only talking to you, I would imagine, about the post consumer that comes yeah. in the back end of that facility. Right. You know, on on the on the manufacturing side, we we've actually we're doing some recycling for them, right? We've got Good. equipment in their facilities through 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 a third party, but it's we're we're on the front end of their production lines handling awesome. some of that that waste that, that they produce in the trimmings and things like that. Yeah. That's it. It's incredible. And Bruce, you've told me a story about some some webbing from like a label machine or something like that. Can you can you speak to that? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, worked on a project that had an existing system of a called Venturi's and they were getting new press. They knew it wouldn't not keep up in speed with their existing system and we were able to build a new system and engineer it. So one, they use less energy in the plant to keep it cooler and quieter. But also two, they, we extracted the trim and waste off their label stock. And there's an article coming out about it, R.R. Donnelly, and in Visalia, California. Wonderful wow. people. And uh, they took it to a compactor. And then the city of Visalia came to them and said, well, can we, re- we'd like to see if we can recycle it. And by doing so, they've saved them over $70,000 in, re- wow. in cost of dumping, as well as not going into a landfill. It is being recycled. And, you know, conversation yesterday with the gentleman, he said, well, how do you keep it from sticking to everything? Well, <laughs> Tom had developed a process to atomize the mineral oil, which is uh, very neutralizing and the types of technology we use in our system, and they've run a year without clogging 24-7. So wow. it's, you know, they're saving a lot of energy as well as they've been able to promote their people to hire value jobs that affect the quality and stop using forklifts and tearing up their building. And they're a lot safer. So there's a lot of little things that add up in the process. That's incredible. Uh, I didn't even think about the safety advantages uh, as well and massive cost savings uh, driving dollars right to the bottom line for companies. Excellent. Do do you work with a lot of label printers or printers in general? Yes, we do. Not to interrupt Tom, but yes, we do. We work with of every size, whether it were one press system to buildings, fleets of systems <laughs> and, and, and paper companies, film, packaging film companies. We've even done a carbon fiber plant. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you could recycle carbon fiber. They actually do inside. They remelt it and reuse it. That's why they wanted the system to be able to capture it. That's amazing. What would you say is a normal return on investment for, for one of your systems? Have you calculated those numbers? Go ahead, Bruce. Well, typically we try to gear towards a year, but sometimes you'll see it faster. We want to, you know, under promise and over deliver. So (laughs) a lot, a lot of customers will see that sometimes faster than that. And, but we try to hone in on that year and be consistent with that. And everybody has a unique story. So it's going to be, there's no hard, fast rule, but everybody's needs and what their, uh, what their processes are is going to impact that highly. 
to, to build on that, Corey, you know, the, yeah. the, the guys that are, that are, that are making the, the baseline products, the papers, the films, not the person that's converting it into packaging, right? right. That's got to go. The paper's got to go right back to the pulper. The, the film's got to go right back to the extruder. So, I mean, it's almost an instant return, right? They're, they're, they can't afford to operate these systems, their, their production lines without our types of system. Our, our advantage is to try and do it more sustainably than our than our competition by reducing the horsepower. We just finished a job for a brown paper manufacturer that's you know the the outside lining to a corrugated you know paper corrugated paper and yeah. uh, they're producing the the waste at five thousand feet a minute. Yeah, you know, these on on four edge trims. It that's a system that that for us was uh, you know it's hard to believe it's even this high, but a hundred horsepower. <laughs> But but we were we were almost half of the the competition's horsepower to do this job. So we're we're all getting the waste back to the pulper, but we were able to do it at a much at a at a at a much lower energy cost to, to the point where the customer actually had to bump up our numbers for a safety <laughs> factor. Like, look, we get you, we believe you, but can we just put a little bit bigger motors on? I'm like, you're not going to use the power. So so. That's a that's a an, an advantage that we like to bring, and, and then the fact that on a lot of these cases, I know Bruce has shared with you that we can reduce the amount of waste, right, mm-hmm. because of the process, which is you know, and some of this waste does have to end up in landfill at this point if it doesn't get converted to energy, and that's changing. That is actively changing, and it's being driven by the consumer product companies, really. But there's a lot of different ways to save. So I got kind of jumped all over on you. Uh. That's that's what it's all about. We want to hear about these machines. We want to hear about you know ways to save energy, ways to save money, ways to save the environment. It, it's all you know. We always say there's nothing sustainable about going out of business. <laughs> and, and I think this is an incredible point to make that so many people think that being sustainable is more expensive. When I am finding more times than not in this show that being sustainable will save you money. And it will increase increase your safety levels. It will, I mean, it's incredible. $70,000 for one system of a savings. That's amazing, Bruce. Wow. Well done. I mean, it's it's just, you guys are doing good things. I was really excited to have you here. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, one of our working with a new client and prospect, and he makes, he has a poly film, and I'm not the expert in films. But I took his film sample to another company who is a prospect. I said, can you handle this and recycle it? And uh, they're now talking to each other. And it looks like he's going to absorb that material and start downcycling it, making it into pellets for, you know, that they use in aquaculture and cement. So it's instead of going to a landfill, but it cannot because it's already been printed. It's now going to be used in a down cycle format to be used for another product. That's, that's the kind of story we like to hear. And there are so it is, it is so energy intensive to get the materials out, the raw materials out that first time (laughs) that, you know what I mean? From the, you know, they talk about aluminum, you know, recycling it is so much more efficient than, than, than mining it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why it's it's such an amazing material. But there are so many stories like this that we're continuing to hear because 
it's a huge cost savings too. And, you know, not just the green, not just the sustainable, but we're also driving green dollar bills into their hands, which is makes makes us all feel good that we're doing all of these things and saving money. Well done. Well, and I always like to say that we have an opportunity to leave a better environmental footprint for my children and my grandchildren than our parents left us. And, you know, some people can argue with that, but I think we are because of formats like this and things that we're doing, we're helping little big steps, but we're getting, we're doing something, I think, in a positive direction. Yes. Yes. And we need to do that every day in everything we're, we're doing and, and look at things differently and uh, we can make a huge positive impact on the environment. I agree, Bruce. So Tom, I wanted to talk about extended producer responsibility. Are you seeing an influx in business because of that coming? Oh, no question. You know, we, we, we play a couple of different roles in that. One is direct recycling, which we've kind of talked about. The, the other is, you know, a lot of a lot of companies can't recycle their own facility or to like to Bruce's point on that last application where he's got a customer that can outsource that material to somebody else and has value to them. Well, well, now you've got to get 40,000 pounds in a trailer or right. you know, you're you're diminishing your ROI. So a, a lot of what we do is you know, we, have, we have a partner who's very passionate and, and and actually, Corey, should be on your channel resources out of Chicago, but are just passionate about partnering with with manufacturers to, to create more sustainable waste solutions. And he likes to come to us and say, because you're 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 my you're my packaging company and that <laughs> you take all this waste that's all over the production floor, all over the facility and you gather it and package it into a product that we can now ship, whether it be a bale, typically it's a bale, or sometimes it's a it's a briquette that we make, but but it's typically us getting it into a form that they can get enough onto a truck that they can afford, you know, the transportation costs. So okay. what we're seeing is is changing in substrates. The great example of that, that that consumers know about is, you know, water bottles no longer have a paper label. That that label on that bottle is made out of the same product that the bottle's made out of. And right. and that's for that's for recycling purposes. So we're seeing substrates being changed in order to make them more recyclable, more compatible with other products. And then that gives us outlets. Sometimes it throws us a curveball. When they first came out with <laughs> compostable uh, plastics, that stuff is so abrasive. You know, we went from from you know uh, one year one year knife life on some of our cutters and granulators down to six week knife lives because wow. of the abrasive. Now we we addressed it and came up with different knife materials and coatings and stuff. But sometimes it's a curveball that that we have to scratch our head and figure out what's going on. But it's 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 opening doors for us to modify products for customers, improve products so that because they now have an opportunity they didn't have before because the substrate's different and there is a potential reuse for it. So yeah. It's incredible to think about the the whole spectrum there. Uh, you think it's environmentally friendly and maybe it damages the equipment. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to Tom's point, another client you may want to think about talking to is Our Planet in Los Angeles. They're taking water bottles and making new film out of it. 
And we've worked on three of their lines. They're just completing and making new film. So that water bottle never ends up in the landfill. Wow. Yeah, if you guys will send me that information, I'll definitely reach out to them. That, that sounds awesome. Very good people. So what are you guys excited about for the future? Anything, anything incredible coming out that you really got an eyeball on for sustainability? Bruce, anything you, you want? Well, I think I think it's a good news story that's happening here. The you know the eyeballs on the industries, people looking farther upstream into the companies and and the chain of custody. It's making everybody look at hard at how things are done, why they're done. You know, there's a lot of challenges in the market around you know not only raw stocks but labor, building capacity, energy consumptions. So it's a lot of fun to help people fix or solve those problems that are trying to be a better steward and be a better company. It's not that everybody's got a unique story. It's kind of fun to understand the why and how come and where they're possibly going to. <laughs> I agree. How about you, Tom? I, I think it's, it's, yeah, this is a big country, right? And there's a, there's a, there's a lot of land. There's a lot of people, but there's a lot of land. And when you can look, compare our density to Europe, right? They, they're they're ahead of us on this on this recycling curve. And, and and you know, selfishly, I like to think a little bit of it is just the economics of it. They they didn't have the space that that we have in, in this country. And what I what I am excited about as I as as things move forward is that it's it's less about that that return on savings of landfill costs and and more focus on on different returns in in that I see in the US that you, you said it early in the conversation Corey that that the companies are realizing that this is this is a true green as in cha-ching cha-ching green yeah. decision to take my company or our company and and so we just see you know, our sales are up 30% from last year and they're going to be up more this year. And we see a lot of it is just a shifting of the mentality in, in, in the packaging world. It's creating opportunities for us. And your amazing rep, Mr. Bruce Wilder. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. This has been a great show. I really appreciate it. I'd like to thank Landsberg Aurora for sponsoring this uh, podcast. And if you're listening, please take a second to subscribe and review. We appreciate that very much. Thank you so much, Bruce and Tom. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.